Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Misa Hanali. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we have Andre from CrossFit Park West, not Park West CrossFit, <laughs> to talk about what makes his box different. Welcome. We're really happy to have you. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. Of course. So before we like dig in and get to know you, my first question for everyone is why CrossFit? Why CrossFit? Um, I was a very competitive guy, you know, played professional soccer, and um, I just fell in love with with the sport, fell in love with the competitiveness of it, and, uh, you know, the it was always so challenging for me. Um, for everyone, I think. Yeah, yeah so I guess that was really what attracted me, you know, the competitiveness of it. So you just said something about other sports, so... Yes, I mean... Or like maybe which ones you don't play because that one might be a shorter list than what you do play. No, you know, I, I grew up in South America. All we did is play soccer and fight. That's all we do there. Oh, so, fight what? Jiu-jitsu. Each other? You know, or, oh, okay. You know, organized fighting, you know. So you um, grew up in? Brazil. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how did you end up here? I came to the U.S. to play soccer. I got a contract to play in the uh, MISL, the professional indoor league. Oh, okay. Um, so that's awesome. That's how I ended up in the U.S. Do you still play? I don't play soccer anymore. No, I, um, you know, I retired in 2013 and from then on decided to devote myself to coaching fitness, um, coaching soccer. You know, I also am involved in the youth soccer community. So yeah, she said something about you have kids programs here. I do. So yeah. cool. We run, uh, you know, an after school program for kids. We'll call the CrossFit after school. And, um, you know, I decided to, you know, first call CrossFit because we, um, we put so many things into it. It's not just soccer, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So kids play multiple sports. They go through agility drills. They, um, you know, they actually learn how to do squats, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, you know, basic foundation movements of. Uh, Who would have um, thought I know. that would be good. Right. I love when you start strength training and kids early, right? Starting yeah. young. Absolutely. But I want to dig in a little bit more about your background. So tell me about like growing up in Brazil and how you found soccer and kind of how that evolved. You say you're super competitive. So where did that all start? You know, it's, it's just natural there. Like the first gift you get when you were, when you're <laughs> born, it's a soccer ball. So, you know, naturally you kind of introduced into the sport of soccer and then you grow up, you know, looking at your, uh, you know, your dad and your uh, older siblings watching soccer and just going crazy over it. You mm-hmm. know? So you just fall in love. It becomes a part of your life. Um, and I think every kid in Brazil dreams to be a soccer player. It, it, it's a thing. You call it football there, right? We call it fut- football. That's how you say it. Football. <laughs> oh, man. Right on. Oh. Him. There it is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was around us, you know. So um, we'll go to school, come back from school. The first thing you want to do is just grab your soccer ball, go out on the street and meet your friends and play. It's so different you know? than I feel like American kids. I was like, I want to go watch Sex in the City on the couch. <laughs> like, I should have yeah. got a soccer ball, maybe. I was bad it is a little bit different, yeah. So I got into to soccer pretty early, and uh, um, it was, I was a very active kid. So I guess my mom really wanted me to waste all my energy. So, you know, it was not only about getting out to play because I liked it, but she was like, yeah, go, son, go. So at least I wasn't in the house running all over the place. Um, you know, so she got me into swimming, you know, so I swam for a long time too. Um, karate. So I did karate for like eight years growing up. Um, you know, got in with the uh, kickboxing, jujitsu stuff growing up as well, you know, but then soccer was just my my main passion at the time and I was seeing a lot of success in it. I could see a path, a career, and that's why I decided to just focus on that. So how long 
When did you move here? Um, moved to the U.S. in 2008, I believe. That was okay. my, first, uh, my first season here. Yes, I was 22, 23 years old. And was that straight to Charleston? Uh, no. Uh, my first team was uh, New Jersey Ironman. So I was in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was awesome. I bet that was so different. Is that such a transition from Brazil? You know, it was. But the thing is, Newark has such a big Brazilian community, and I was right in the middle of it. <laughs> So for me, Maybe it was Brazil. an easy, it was an easy adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Boston is uh, where they have the biggest Brazilian community. Then New Jersey, okay. the second biggest. Did one. you speak English when you came? I spoke a little bit of English. Um, I had a hard time understanding. <laughs> so understanding, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you're taught English as a second language, and and with accents, but it's different. Things. You know, like it, it's completely different. And then you get here, and you're like, oh, I got this. And then they start talking. I was like, oh, I couldn't understand anything. <laughs> Yeah. How long did that take? Um, took me a good year and a half to be able to be communicating. Properly that's really like not that long. Yeah, exactly. But also like when you're immersed in it, like that's when you yeah. have to. You learn. don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Then I um a while I was in in New Jersey. I went. It really frustrated me the fact that I couldn't communicate or you know understand. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did a month in in the country was like I gotta go to school and learn this thing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so yeah, I went to community college and took English as a second language for a year, year and a half. That's awesome. And that's what really got me into it. Yeah. So how long were you in New Jersey? Um, about a year and a half. And then you came here? No. <laughs> from New Jersey. Oh, I feel a like lot. there's a lot it's of a journey. Story. Yeah, we need to know this journey. All right. So from uh, from New Jersey, I got a contract in Chicago. So I was in Chicago for three years. Um, then got a contract in Syracuse for two years. I was in the middle of my second season in Syracuse and then got a phone call one day and say, hey, Andre, this is the coach from Wichita. You were being traded. So we'll see you here in 48 hours. Oh, so I had to move to Wichita. So I was all saddled in Syracuse in the middle of the snow. And all of a sudden, here am I going to the uh, cornfields. <laughs> Wichita can't. That's another yeah. big transition. Yeah. You've um, uh, traveled across probably more of the U.S. than I have. <laughs> but, you know, everything for me was like it was it was all new. You know, getting to, to meet new people, new cultures. And so I, I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the experience. You know, when people are like, oh, you're going to Syracuse. It snows a lot there. I'm like, yeah, it's all experience. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about the experience. I'm going to go meet some good people, play the sport. I, I'm lucky enough to say that I get paid to do what I love, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Living the dream. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest difference between like Brazilian culture and American culture? Um. I'm going to say that it, it, you know, a lot of people would say that, that I'm not correcting this, but I think the cultures are actually very similar. Really? You know? Yeah. Um, it's funny because people from Brazil, they'll say, oh, I feel like American people. They're too cold. They're not warm people. They're, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They'll make you feel welcome. And I didn't feel that way at all. You know, even in the um, north, because people are always like, "Oh, northerners are less <clears throat> hospitable than southerners." Like that I was, is true. Yeah. To a <laughs> okay. Extent. Um, but I never felt not welcome. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I think it, it's actually very similar cultures, to be honest with you. You know, and it really depends on where you are. So I grew up in São Paulo, which is the biggest city in Brazil, and it's um, you know it's it's the business center of the country, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden when I moved to the West, I was close to New York and it's kind of mm-hmm. like the same idea, the fast pace, you know, uh, all about work, work, work. So, um, wasn't that much different for you. So it wasn't that much different for me. You know, What do you think as far as like the health and fitness aspect of it, you were saying like when you were a kid, everyone just went out on the streets and played soccer and like, that's not something you would do 
in New York probably or growing up in the States. I've, I grew up overseas in Dubai and I feel like there is some of that difference in culture that way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's a difference with like the healthy lifestyle of the culture? Um, there is. You know, here, for instance, I'm involved with the youth uh, sports community, so I know how it goes. You know, all the kids here are used to organized sports, so they don't really get out on the street or get out yeah. in the backyard and call their friends. You know, some still do, but uh, it's not really a part of the culture, you know. So, um, but fortunately, I feel like we have all the infrastructure to be able to offer the kids the organized sports part of it. And that's also why, you know, I didn't have a soccer academy next to my house. Mm-hmm. The kids have soccer fields and soccer academies mm-hmm. everywhere. So they have the structure, you know what I mean? Um, so one of the differences is that, is that they, um, there, we just don't have the options, you know, when we want to play the sport, we want to stay active. So we just got to get on the street and play, you know, while here, parents have the opportunity to pay for their kids to, to participate in the sports. Plus there are options out there to be chased. So, um, he hurts a little bit on the youth, you know, we, we hear a lot about the term, um, you know, street smart, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really it. Like, you know, you grow up on the streets playing soccer, you're it's street rules. There's no referee. you know. What I mean? So, <laughs> I can't even so it's, you know, it, it gets you to mature a, a lot earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the kids here don't have that. Um, so that's one of yeah, those that the organized yep. and like supervised yep. and shelter. Yeah. Yeah. So you said something about fighting Brazilian jujitsu, <laughs> right? Okay. Still... Not street yeah. fight, but <laughs> yeah, street well, maybe like a little bit of that. Too, <laughs> get to it. So do you still do that? I do. Yes. What exactly is that? Yeah. So tell I, us about jujitsu. Brazilian jujitsu now. Well, I, um, you know, when I stopped playing, I was kind of missing a little bit of the competitive part of it, you know, and I got some of it out of CrossFit, but um, I, I just by nature, I knew I was never going to really be able to make it to the CrossFit games, you know, and I'm a guy that is like, really? Oh, Does that mean I can't either? <laughs> like, I need to change my goals. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I was just being a little more realistic. You yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, I, um, I was thinking well, games also, 2020, that, yeah, that was the goal. Maybe like 2021, but also. I mean, like, I'm going to keep encouraging you guys to, to, to go for it. You know, I'm just an old soul, can, can't do it. But for so. someone who started soccer and you had that big dream and then you made it, I feel like it would probably be a little more realistic for you to be like, oh, well, I'm really good at this thing. Like, well, I, I could make I it too. I honestly think that it just, back then when I had the dream to play soccer, it was like, I have the whole life ahead of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at the right time. You know, I'm at the right age. Fresh. And now I look and I'm not going to say I'm old, but I am old. <laughs> you know, you see those those kids getting At the, the old gym. age of? 34. Oh, oh no. my gosh. Oh, God. I can see wrinkles yes. swarming. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You're not old. Everybody but think old. about this. You know, now, oh, can, can you imagine, yeah. you know, those kids that we've been already training at 12, 13-year-old, mm-hmm. so how the, the, the yeah. games are going to be in five years when we have the 18, I, 19, 20 I can't even imagine. Years. I can't even imagine. It's going to be lit. If you look at, like, I watched a documentary on the first games, and they did, like, the CrossFit total, and my numbers would have been great in the games yeah and i'm like wow. 120 pounds like very average crossfitter and now and people were getting like their first muscle up at the games yeah. and now it's like you get your first muscle up today like they have like L1. that max snatch and this girl snatched 230 i think for yeah. the max snatch in five minutes so, so we're crazy. becoming superhumans basically every the sport, sport evolves, is evolving you know and like i said every sport evolves you know people start getting better at it so yeah i didn't see myself getting in to, to the highest level of CrossFit, although, you know, I really enjoy training. It is my passion. Um, I enjoy training, 
you know, regardless of what it is. If I'm lifting a barbell, if I'm lifting a tire, if I'm lifting a person over my shoulder and throwing him on the ground. <laughs> okay. Um, jiu-jitsu style. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Strange. pretty much what jiu-jitsu is. So, you know, it's grappling very similar to um, American wrestling, you know, um, with some more takedowns, more submissions. And a little more just technique. A, yeah, a little more technique. Some brutality, too, but... Where do you do that? Is that here? Um, There's a jujitsu gym in town, Checkmat, uh, Charleston Checkmat. So that's where I train. So how did you get from cross or soccer, jujitsu to like CrossFit? Like where did you first find CrossFit? Um, You know, I've done CrossFit my whole life, but didn't know there was a name for it. Ah, did you do it like within soccer, kind of? Yeah, because I mean, like like, that's how like warm ups and not warm ups. I was a gym training. Yeah, I was a gym rep growing up right so you know we will go play soccer on the streets and then we'll go to the gym and like we're like 12 13 years old and why because we like hanging out there because we like to see the kudus that could lift really heavy you know <laughs> and we'll pretend that we're working out too you know but we started training really young and got into doing olympic lifts and you know whatever it was but like there was not a name for it we didn't have oh let's go to cross we'll just go to the gym and lift what we're doing today and then we look at the the guy who's ripped and like, oh, what can we do today? We're like, mm-hmm. why don't you guys do some deadlifts? This is how it's done. And then we'll do it. Did you ever strength train with soccer? Too? Uh, we did, yeah. So then once soccer got a little more serious, when I was 15, 16 years old, started getting more organized. Then we did have strength and conditioning training twice a week. Um, was that so then, similar to CrossFit at all? or? Um, yes and no. Because, you know, in CrossFit, especially when we're doing like the Metcons or it's more of like mm-hmm. the high intensity part of it, we got that out on the field. Mm-hmm. So when we went to the gym to lift, it was more of like just a strength uh, portion of it, you know. But we did pretty much the same lifts, you know. Um, so I've done it my whole life, you know. And then, honestly, I don't think I found out that there was such a thing as CrossFit until I was already in the U.S. Um, I don't remember when CrossFit really got to become a, a big thing. When was the first games? 2008, seven. Honestly, don't know. We so, just had the, I think, 11th games. Oh, wow. So, I thought it was. Yeah, so I think it was like 2000. I was in Chicago and I found out that it was CrossFit, mm-hmm. you know, 2000. This thing uh, that you've been maybe, doing your yeah. whole life and it has a name and now. And I was like, oh, wow. It's been branded, actually, yeah. yeah. Someone is making money with it. I should have thought about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. I should have put a cool name on it. Yeah. So um, when did you first, like, walk into a CrossFit? So um, I first walked into a CrossFit gym in 2010. Um, I, it was my off season from soccer. I was coming back from ACL surgery and then I was training with this buddy of mine and he said, Hey, you need to uh, go to my gym, you know, do CrossFit. I was like, Oh yeah, I heard about it. Um, he goes, pretty similar to what you already do. And him and I had gone to, to the regular gym before. So it's pretty similar to what we do, but you know, um, we have a community aspect, you know, it's a little bit different. The coach, in that sense. Yeah. The coach, you know, it's more organized, like a class style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came in, it was in, um, I don't remember the name of the box, but it was in Long Island, New York. And my first workout was death by burpees. Oh, oh, that's a man. So we did a little strength portion or something, you know, on deadlifts, I think it was, or power cleans, don't remember. And then, you know, it was death by burpees. And I'm like, ah, come on. Got this. I play soccer professionally. I can do burpees all day long. So my buddy, who was not as athletic as me, let's put it that way. You um, thought he wasn't as athletic. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, he he made it all the way to like 
17 or 18. Ooh, that's crushing it. Yeah, and I stopped at Wait, like 14. Exactly. Oh, I thought. Death by. So you do one on the first minute, two on the second minute, three on the third minute until you cannot fit it in the minute anymore. I, know, I thought it was just like do as many burpees as you can in like this. Until you die. <laughs> that sounds like death by burpees. Yeah. No. So death by, for those who don't know, it's like oh, every minute you add a rep I'm until you can a, no longer I'm fit really them in the minute. Yep. So he made it to either 17 or 18, and I stopped at 14, I believe. And, Which is pretty legit for a first timer. Oh, you know, but then I saw the lady next to me getting up to fifteen, and I was like, "What is wrong? <laughs> there is something did wrong?" Did it burn here. that ego a little oh, bit? Yeah. Oh, it that professional futsal oh, yeah. eagle, ego, yeah, eagle. It did, but I think that was a good, you know, wake up call. I was like, "Oh, I got some work to do. Let's let's get into the gym." And, and then you were sold. Yeah. So from then on, it was um, it was it. So started going to to that same CrossFit gym um, for the remaining of my off season. And then the cool thing is that when I got back into season, you know, people already expected me to be slower than the year before from the fact that I was coming back from major surgery, you know, um, and came back sharp, came back sharp yes. and better shape than everybody else. And, you know, do you owe that to CrossFit? Yes. Absolutely. Or physical therapy. <laughs> no. Well, physical therapy had a huge, you know, role in it as well. I, I guess the first three, four months, while I couldn't really do much and had to do more of the the basic stuff and working on, you know, regaining balance and you know, um, so it, it it was a process. And but you know, once I was at a point where I was clear to do most, you know, things, um, CrossFit was really got me back into it. Love that. That's great. So. Shameless plug. We have to do it about PT. By the way. So I know you had ACL surgery. I know you've jacked up your neck. I've seen you with black eyes, different things from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You jacked up your neck? What, in, what <laughs> exactly does that consist of? He's had some whiplash injuries from okay. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that I've seen him for. Um, what is your opinion of physical therapy? Because we're kind of trying to blend those worlds. And I know there's a lot of different opinions on CrossFitters and PT and how those go together. So what is your take on that? Um, I think every athlete needs physical therapy, but they need it to a different level. You know, I've walked into a physical therapy clinic to be treated for, you know, recover from my surgery, first mm -hmm. surgery. And, um, you know, they, at first, they didn't really see me as an athlete. I was someone who was getting paid to get better so I could get back on the field quicker. Mm -hmm. So one, I remember like the first day when it's like, oh no, they set up my schedules like two, three times a week. I was like, no, no, I should be here morning and afternoon every day of yeah. the week. I don't understand. You know, just because I had had injuries in the past and I knew how he was supposed to be treated, you know, uh, when that's all you're going for, you just want to get recovered. Um, so there's, there's different phys there's PTs and PTs. There's people that are going to actually treat you and put you to the next level, make sure that you get back stronger than you were before. And there's people out there that, you know, and I guess it's really just because they were not exposed to that, to, you know, to serving that, the, the athlete. You yeah. Know? Um, but they definitely walk hand in hand, like physical therapy as long as it's with someone who you know mm -hmm. understands what it takes to be an athlete and <laughs> to fully I know you're pointing to right now yeah. so I think it's all about your goals too and a lot of people like what you said like aren't exposed to the higher level and they don't get that like if you need to do something like you can do anything you want because you have to get back to your sport or like yeah. you have to get back to this compared to like 
you just want the pain to go away. Like it's so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about that. I worked a integrity revenge last weekend, which was a competition. And like, I treat people at competitions very differently than I'm going to treat them outside of a competition. Mm -hmm. At a competition, I'm going to drangle them, do a little soft tissue. Like we pulled out a Theragun, which I normally would never use, but it's just, they just need to get to the next event. Yeah. They're an athlete. Like I'm not going to cure their movement dysfunction. Yeah. But I think, yeah, a lot of times CrossFitters and athletes in general don't like seeing PTs because they don't understand what they're doing and they don't. Or like, it's not intense. I'm like, you can make a physical therapy session, like a CrossFit workout mm -hmm. and just have more of like the quality movements. Which is what I think me and Hannah are trying to change the narrative a little bit. Working with athletes. That phrase. I wonder how many times we say that. Change the narrative. Changing the narrative. There's a niche for it. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's becoming more and more common that people are offering the type of services that you guys are. And now, it's it's going to be a matter of making sure that you are different, you know? And I feel like the fact that you're coming from being a CrossFit or being exposed to the workouts, you understand a lot better than the ones who are not, you know? So I think oh, that's very sure. important. And it's like the street cred too. Like, how am I going to... Like, talk? I've done Fran. I know what yeah, that feels exactly. like. Yeah. Like, how am I going to help an athlete, a CrossFit athlete, if I don't even know what CrossFit yeah. is or if I've never even done CrossFit? Mm -hmm. So how did you become an owner and a coach? Yeah, let's get that journey from I did a workout. Death by Burpees. Me, yeah, Death by Burpees to owning CrossFit Park West. I always knew that once I was done playing soccer, I wanted to work to do two things. I wanted to own a gym. Um and I wanted to coach soccer to kids. That's what I wanted to do for a living. That was my path. Um, and I knew that from a very young age. That's what I wanted to do. I guess CrossFit um, happened really just because um, it was an emerging situation on the market. You know, it was growing really fast and I saw the opportunity. So it was not only that it matched with the type of workouts that I liked doing, but it, it was also the best business decision to do at the time. Um, I moved down here, you know, and I found the location and, he, you know, we already had a CrossFit gym going on and that was the perfect space for me to run my soccer training with the kids. Um, from then on, it was just a matter of time for me to take over the CrossFit area and that's really how it happened. So I actually first started with with my soccer training, you know, that's that's how it started. And Do you want to explain the layout of your gym a little bit for those yeah, who don't so, know? Yeah, um, so... It is an actual gym, right? We have an indoor court, basketball, volleyball, uh, futsal court. Um, and then behind the court, we have uh, a space where it's pretty much dedicated to CrossFit and to lifting and to uh, weight training. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, when I first got here, so I took over pretty much the court area to run my, my soccer business. And someone else was already subleasing the, um, the, the, the CrossFit area and running that business. Um, I don't know. I um, I. Waited for the right time, you know, it was the right opportunity to uh, to, to take over that business as well. Um, even though when I first stepped on the building, I knew that's what I, I was going to do. So. And when was that? 2013. Okay. Come so I was, you know, in here for a year running my soccer training. And then in 2014, I took over to CrossFit. Were you a coach at that time? or? I've, I've, yeah, I had been a coach since I started even, you know, in 2013 when I started the soccer business. Um I wanted to work out. So I joined the gym, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then uh, the previous owner was like, Oh, you're level one as well. You're, would you be interested in coaching? So that's kind of how I got into coaching as well. And, you know, after a year of coaching a couple classes, you, um, you get involved with, uh, with the community and the members and, uh, you know, they like what you're doing. And, you know, I did a lot for the people when I was not the owner and was, you know, just the coach. Um, 
I think people saw a lot of um, a lot of good good things in it. And when I decided to take over the gym, was um, um, a lot of people were happy about it, and I had the opportunity to to grow, you know, on a slow pace, but but grow it, put the work in, and do things right with passion, and you know, and then here we are today. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your like gym community and just like about your box. What makes your box different? Um, you know, I've, I've been to so many different boxes everywhere, you know, traveled, you, you, you Wichita? In. did you go to one in Kansas? Um, I did. Yeah. And how was Cross it? Wichita. <laughs> so original. For miles. <laughs> it was actually the first box in town. That's why they called, you know, the Cross it. Wichita. Yeah. was there um, like, Hey, Hey bales. You could, Oh my around. gosh. People in no. Kansas are going to listen to this and be so offended. I'll say this, you know, um, there's always something different about every gym, mm-hmm. but it's also so similar in the fact that everybody's so welcoming. You know what I mean? And that like you feel that that you're part of something as soon as you step onto the gym. And you might like I, I didn't know anybody there. You know, just walked in and they're like, "What's your name? Nice to meet you. My name is so and so." And it's like you know when you used to go to Gold's Gym or whatever it is. You you know? Put your headphones on. You don't talk like, to anyone. Don't look at me. Don't no talk one comes. To me. Yeah, no we one. were talking about this like after you do CrossFit. I can't even imagine going to a gym and not talking. talking like I'd be, I'd be, I'd walk okay, into a Globo gym. You can't go anywhere without talking. <laughs> this is very I mean, true. That's a little different. But I can't imagine going into a Globo gym now, putting my headphones on, and, just and like because before when I was like you know working at a fitness connection or wherever I was, it'd be weird if someone approached you in the gym. You'd be like, why are you talking to me? I'm just yeah. trying to get my work out of here. Yeah, I'm just. But if a guy approaches you, girls, you're, you're really like, thinking, oh come oh, on, get out of here. Go do your bicep curls yes. in the corner. <laughs> And now it's like, I can't even imagine going to a gym where I'm not yeah. surrounded by friends. And the whole point I go like is to like see people. Yeah. You know, so our, our gym, it's, it's similar to that point where um, everybody makes you feel welcome when you come in, you know, we, we are a family. Um, and in that sense, I feel like it's very similar to, you know, to most of the CrossFit gyms that, I, that I've been. Um, and as far as the community, I feel like we are in a small community. Um, you know, where everybody knows everybody kind of thing. Like Park West, that is. Yeah, you know, North Mount Pleasant, Park West area, mm-hmm. Dunes West. So um, I, I feel like that makes us even uh, a tighter community in that sense, you know, because um, we know we're going to run into each other in the grocery store. You know, or, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's, a, it, it's a little bit different in that sense. And um, I also feel like we, because of that, we all know, who we are right so mm-hmm. i know i have a dentist at the gym i know that that guy's a lawyer i know that guy's a is a vet um so we all um use each other's services uh, to make our life better you know so that that, that exchange of uh, camaraderie that, that we have we have a lot of that here and i, I really appreciate that in our in our gym yeah that community i feel like is what makes the biggest difference yeah compared to a globo gym yeah and it, it's what makes people keep coming back like global gyms are based on having a ton of members that don't come that often while CrossFit is based on having less members that come every, every single day. day. Yeah. Consistent. And there's um, other aspects of it too, you know, is the type of uh, clientele you have, you know, um, we have maybe one, 2% of the gym who are people who maybe thought about participating in the games or the originals, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so we have very few uh, com- competitive, competitive athletes. So the majority of our uh, clientele are, are people who want to live a healthy lifestyle, you know, but they come into the gym to make sure that they can walk out feeling better than when they came in. Um, you know, 
the guys like to play golf on the weekend. So they want to make sure that they're hitting those uh, a little bit longer than the weekend before. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. It's, uh, it's know, making the rest of their athlete. life better. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why I feel like good. CrossFit and PT, like we have the same goals again, shameless plug, because like that one hour, that one session is ultimately to make the rest of your life better yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. compared to when you're competing. It's yeah. such a different goal. So do you, how do you program for your clients, for your gym? Um, so I think it's very important that we are realistic at first. You know, um, I've been to gyms where it, it's discouraging to walk in because then you look at the workout and it's like, oh, I can't do half of that. You know, so that's kind of discouraging. And I felt a little bit like that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to have that happen yeah. in my gym, you know. So the workouts are harder, they're challenging, you know, but everything as far as like the load, we're going to make sure that our our X loads are not the same as the guys in the CrossFit games, you know, yeah. so a little yeah. lighter, um, you know, at least uh, to a point where people are challenging themselves because they want to get there, but they also see a realistic goal and not just like, Oh, I'll never get there. And then you become that, you know, um, where they don't want to come to the gym. Um, but normal style CrossFit classes, you know, warm up, strength, uh, conditioning. Um, that's, you know, the and you do all the programming. Um, I'm using a lot of the uh, comp training right now. So, okay. you know, um, we'll have Dwayne, coach Dwayne, who's helping out with the programming as well. And, um, him and I kind of look over to see what they got going on. And mm-hmm. if there's anything that we need to adapt to our gym, to our clientele, we, we change it up. Um, um, him and I test the workouts, um, at least once a week or so we, kind of come in and do one and like all right i did this this is good let's change this whatever you huh, know that's cool um he he actually enjoys that part more than i do <laughs> yeah but, yeah um, everything is he's kind of a beast so yeah andre approved i yeah. like that yeah so with your programming um i think a huge part of that is your coaches and how they coach it so what do you look for in coaches as far as their personality their coaching abilities their traits characteristics like what kind of things do you look for in your ideal coach at your gym so it's funny because most of our coaches are people who were members and then became coaches um so they're they're the two different kind of coaches right but there is the, the professional coach who is you know someone who is paid to train people and you know this is what i do i'm a trainer for a living um, and there's the other type of trainer, which is what we have uh, a lot of them here is was someone who was just a member, uh, fell in love with the sport, um, and saw an opportunity to be able to take care of the ones around them and decided to take upon the responsibility of helping them. Um, either way, whatever, you know, if it's type one or type two, uh, for both coaches, uh, I see that they're both looking for the same thing, which is pretty much making, uh, people's lives better, you know, um, and regardless of how the message is delivered, you know, that's what we got going on. And, you know, that's something I always look forward to coaches is to come in and make make sure that you give the uh, the attention to the clients, you know, give them uh, what they need, you know, truly what they need. Um, adapt movements if they need to be adapted, you know, um, but really have that good um, sense of, you know, giving it back, you know. So I always look forward to having coaches that have good people skills. I think it's very important. You know, we all know the movements we know how to coach but you know how do we deliver the message you know that's very important too um i think we've been very fortunate with everybody in, in, at the gym so yeah like you can follow a workout if it's like written on the board but like what makes it different is the coach yeah and the way that they like approach everything and show you everything and like it's how, like it's supposed to be fun like yeah. if you're dreading that hour in the gym and just- we have you know 
nine, ten different coaches, and everybody oh, brings wow. something different to the yeah. table, you know. And I love uh, the diversity of us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we have a doctor in physical therapy, and then um, oh, hey. <laughs> and then we have a former soccer player who's into fighting now. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the streets, in the streets, uh, street fight. In the streets. Um, and then, uh, and that's pretty cool, you know, because uh, we have a new member who walked in. This lady walked in, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking to." get some strength training in, but I do jujitsu full time. And she didn't even know that I, oh, that I did jujitsu. Perfect. You know? Small world. So she's like, you know, so it's really hard to find somewhere I can actually, you know, do the workouts, but the person understands what I go through on the mats to be able to adapt <laughs> and change things for me. I was like, I think you came to the right place. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Um, Funny that you're here. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's been working out re- really well for, for her. And I've been able to, you know, when she's in my classes to be able to change and adapt a couple of things mm-hmm. according to, you know, I would ask, did you roll today? Are you training today? Are you training later? So then I have a good idea of yeah. you know how, how to change things. And, you know, it's the same thing with uh, all the other coaches. Everybody brings something special into the table. And I like that. Um, we all coach different times and athletes kind of move around, the, you know, in different classes yeah. as well. So they get exposed to that. So. So as a gym owner, what do you, or a business owner or in the people business, what do you feel like you do really well? Um, I feel like what I do really well is be cocky. Uh, <laughs> it's your moment to shine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am truthful to to my um uh, to my ideal place. You know, like I we come in and uh, I am truthful to what I really want this to be. I want people to walk in here with either a problem or just, you know, looking to get better whatever it is, you know. Um and getting out of here feeling like they, they got it, you know? So that's, uh, that's really important to me that people get out of here feeling like, okay, I, I I love this. You know, I I got what I wanted out of this. And it's hard because you you don't know people, people's motives, you know, everybody coming here for a different reason. It could be because you want to lose some weight. It could be because you want to gain some muscle, gain some Mm -hmm. weight. It could be because you are depressed and you're just looking for something new, you know? So it could be totally psychological. It has nothing to do with physical, you know? Um, so, you know, for me, it's really important that I deliver whatever it is, you know, your motives, whatever it is that you came in for. Uh, I want to make sure that this is the place that you're going to find it and you're going to want to come back every day. And I'm sure with that, you have to get to know all of your members super well to know like what yeah. their goals are, what they're going through, what they mm-hmm. want to improve on. Absolutely. It's a, it's very important. And, and honestly, you know, it gets to a point where, um, you start to grow and you have a lot of people at the gym. But for me, it's very important that I know everybody's names and I know everybody's, uh, you know, a little bit of why they came in, you know, mm-hmm. what are their goals? And if, um, if they're being served the way they, they want, you know, if mm-hmm. you're getting it, you know? Um, so I think it's very important as a, as a gym owner to always be at different time classes, you know, and I coach a variety of times and sometimes I would pop in at a different class just to work out, mm-hmm. you know, um, if I feel like there's a class that I haven't been in in a while, I will come in and work out at least one day in that yeah. week with that class so I can touch mm-hmm. base with the members and, you know, they can see my face. And um, I think knowing members' names, like saying someone's name has so much power. Absolutely. And you, you're always just like, hey, but when you're like, hey, Mesa and bye, Mesa, like I'm, my first coach was always like, hey, Hannah B. He still calls me Hannah B. At, this is you, Josh, across the city. Hey, <laughs> Hannah B. Like, how you doing, Hannah B.? Like, see you later, Hannah B. And you're like, that person really knows me. That person cares that yeah. me as an individual mm-hmm. is here. I'm not just a number. Yeah. And you follow Comp Train, which is done by Ben Bergeron. And I'm 
obsessed with his podcast and listen to all his stuff. And he talks about how you can have 150 meaningful relationships in your life. And after that, you start to forget people's faces or people's names. And I feel like that speaks so well to CrossFit because obviously there's huge gyms that have more members than that. But generally, a lot of gyms you find are around that like mid 100 ballpark. It's like you can really know all of your, like if you go into a Gold's gym, they can have like thousands of members. Like at CrossFit, you can really know 150 people's like names yep. and about them and what they do. So that's why I where's kind of that think, number? Where did he get that number? I don't know. It was on a podcast. Yeah, he had some he research. There's a theory from a book. It's really interesting. I'll have to find it. I've talked to all, uh, you know, a lot of different gym owners. Every time I travel and I pop in at a gym and it seems like that's the number 100 to 150, mm-hmm. you know, we are 120. So that's totally true to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's like after that, you need to start hiring more coaches or having more so you can like kind of delegate because you're not yeah. going to be able to remember as many like facts or important things. So something that you struggle with now as a person, as a gym owner, as an athlete. Um, you know, I think that finding that balance on um, coaching and admin, right? So we got to a point where I do more admin work for the gym, for the gym to continue to function than coach. And my mm-hmm. passion is coaching. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, I like to be out there. I like to train and I like to, to train people, you know. So I had to find love and I had to find passion in doing the, 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 the back end the part of it. You know? Behind yeah. the scenes. You know, and it, now I just find try to find a good balance, you know, make sure that I'm not giving too much on the admin side and then forgetting the actual gym and the members and the coaching yeah. and the people, you know. Um, and, and a lot of times it's hard to find that balance. You know, I, I have to answer 100 emails a day. And a lot of times like, well, but if I sit down to answer this email, I cannot get in touch with that member that I haven't talked to in three weeks and see if things are working out for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's finding that balance, you know, sometimes could be, could be a struggle, but, um, um, in the end of the day, if you find the, the, the passion, uh, to, to doing everything that you're doing with love, it will work out well. So, yeah, it's like sometimes you got to do the grit work to yeah. be able to connect with that yeah, member and absolutely. like mm-hmm. hop in that class. Yeah, I think that's a huge misconception. People think we've talked about this before. Yeah. You own a CrossFit gym. Oh, you just get to like work out all the time yeah. and hang out with members and coach. And that's like the fun part of your job. Yeah. But it's not. It's the 10% and, and the sometimes other. Sometimes coaches like don't even get to work out every day because they're like exhausted. I mean, you just did like seven classes kind of mm-hmm. in yeah. a way. Yeah. You have to be on for everything. Absolutely. But it's all about that passion and finding what yep. you love. Are you ready yeah. for the family feud? Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to have some fast questions real quick. Spitfire. Have you ever watched do Family have, Feud? Do I have to have fast answers? Yeah. 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 First thing <laughs> that point. Yes. Fast question, slow answer. <laughs> oh, that's okay. not. Okay. I like that. Let's do that right. No, fast and fast. All it's right. just like the first thing that pops okay. in your mind. That kind of could get weird, but let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's first, get weird. favorite movement? Uh, clean and jerk. Oh, I was going to ask favorite lift. Shoot. Okay. Favorite other movement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Push-ups. Favorite, I like body weight exercises. Favorite yeah. workout. Uh, Grace. Least Obviously. favorite. Uh, least favorite. Death by burpees. Uh, <laughs> that would be fast, people. Fun. Uh, death by burpees, yeah. All right. You go up to a bar. What do you get? I get water. Oh, my. Okay. Um, <laughs> favorite Netflix show. I just lied. I get... Um, it's uh, <laughs> stressing you out, huh? <laughs> Andre's sweating Wait. here. <laughs> I kind of do. What is it called? San Pellegrino, the bubbly water. Oh, it's still not. So, oh, you're so bougie. Anyway, what's next? Um, what was next? Oh, favorite Netflix show. Um, Stranger Things. Oh, good one. Hamburger or cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Come on. <laughs> okay, breakfast food. All day. <laughs> okay, well, that was. <laughs> 
Like, what is your favorite breakfast food? Um, like a breakfast sampler, egg sausage, you know, the Pancakes, whole thing. Waffles. Yes. Oh, wait, you have to tell Everything. us about this. I went to Cracker Barrel yesterday, by the way. Cool. About this yearly annual brunch thing that you do. I feel like this is what people need to hear about. Oh, the uh, Sanctuary Brunch. <laughs> wait, favorite song to work out to? Favorite music? Um, dirty Hip Hop. Yes, okay. I really need to get better at these fast questions. I know, but this is like people need to know about this, so please share. We're talking about the brunch? Okay, yeah, now Yeah, because we have an obsession with breakfast. Yeah. We've already so established this. So there is this place, the Sanctuary. Uh, it's a resort in uh, Keogh Island. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a restaurant in there that offer brunches every Sunday. Um, it is... It became more than just a year thing. Like I've been there twice already this year. Um, it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah, you know, it's an hour to get there, and you yeah. sit there for an hour and a half because you want to take advantage of what you paid for. You know what I mean? And you. It's like a last time you told it's me four hours. But so, four hours? I don't think it's been open for four hours. So maybe I exaggerate. I'm that. actually free on Sunday. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's unbelievable and it's then amazing. you take your food baby and you go lay on the beach right and then you go chill oh, at the beach for a little sexy. bit wow. yeah and, and if it's too cold like winter time they have like a nice porch where you can just sit there and look at the ocean so you sit there for a while and um, then you drive the hour back and then you it, it's a struggle of the drive think back about what you've done fall asleep. It's, <laughs> it's a struggle of the drive back. i just think this is amazing there's a whole trip centered around brunch i don't we I should go like, and do a sanctuary yeah, podcast. What's, and just while we're eating, while we're eating right. right now, I'm taking a bite of this waffle. And it's really it good. Amazing, I'm amazing. kind of down for that. Food have podcast. To do that. So I have a couple more serious questions. They don't have to be spitfire. This can be like a more thought out <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, fun. You can, you can calm down. Um, so I know we've touched on this kind of throughout, but if you could summarize in an answer, how has CrossFit impacted your life? I think that. Um, once I kind of realized how many people's lives I was, you know, molding and touching in a positive way, um, it just made me feel like I was reaching my purpose, you know? So you have the, you have the goals, you have the, the, the path, you know, you always like, I want to, this is what I want to do for a living. And then you want to make sure that that is successful so you can continue to do it. Um, but in the end of the day, it's, it's not about, you know, being successful is about what you do to get there, you know? So I feel like once I realized how important it is, what we do, not myself as the owner, but like the coaches, you know, like what we do, um, it's amazing. Like I, you know, before I would wake up at 4 a.m. when I had to coach at 5 a.m. and be like, oh, it's 4 a.m. I can't believe I had to. <laughs> but then, you, you know, you don't feel that way still? I, I don't feel that way anymore. 4 a.m., get up. I, I, you know, brunch, go to the sanctuary. I look forward to those things, after, <laughs> you know, but uh, the purpose itself, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you realize that you are changing people's lives and, you know, you walk into the gym and they're like, oh, you know, I did this yesterday. You know, this is hurting. What can I do? Or this is tight. What can I do to stretch this area? Whatever it is, you know, um, and it could be that such a little thing, but you know, that's going to change someone's life, even if it's just their day. It's going to be a better day yeah. for them in the office because they're going to be able to sit in their chair without pain. It's uh, it's it's an unbelievable feeling. And then to have that feedback when they would come to you and be like, oh, that really worked, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess you feel the same way with physical therapy. Yeah. Know? I think so. it's a very similar thing of like, it is it is a business, but we get into it because of that passion of yeah. changing people's lives. It's very fulfilling. 
I think as humans, like we are always the most fulfilled when we are helping others like find their fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And like, we get so into this, like, well, what am I going to do? But like what you said, it's more about like, how are you going to become successful? Not about like the success itself. Yeah. It's not about, you know, like the, the, the ending. It's, it's about the journey and how, how did you get there? Like we're all helping each other. Miley Cyrus song is coming out right now. (laughs) So I do want to ask you because you have a different background than I think a lot of CrossFit CrossFitters, CrossFit gym owners, you've kind of done a ton of sports. Like, we're, we are coming on that generation of there will be kids who have done sports or have done CrossFit for their whole life. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, oh, I wish I had done CrossFit when I was younger. But I do think there's something to be said for, like, playing as many sports as you can and play, like being a soccer yeah. player. So if you had to give advice because you work with kids a lot and different things, like, what would be your advice as far as, like, how to approach Sports, fitness, CrossFit, how to introduce all of that. Like, what? Well, I think the, the most important thing is that we shouldn't start specialization too early in life. Can you, you say know? that louder for the people in the back? We <laughs> shouldn't specialize too early in life. I love so that. Think about this from three years old when they're already walking, kind of stumbling around. From three to 12, they are developing their uh, motor skills, right? So, if, for instance, if you get someone to just play soccer in that period of life, they're only and it's not even guaranteed that they will be good at it, but they might only be good at that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So I think you have to be exposed to multiple things. And to a certain extent, that's what CrossFit does, you know, because it exposes you to multiple things and sports and weaknesses. Um, But really it's important for you not to specialize, you know, early in life. And I feel like we have have younger uh, athletes starting with CrossFit really early now, you know, 12, 13, 14, already getting in series with the lifting and all that. And I think that's going to make the difference for them to be successful there, but they should still be doing something else. So, for instance, um, incorporate things that you might need for for you to be successful in CrossFit, get in with the running, you know, and then go play a sport, whatever it is. Yeah. And if it is recreational, you know, go play basketball on the weekend with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. you are still improving your cardio. You are working on your agility. So somehow that's going to help you down the road. You know, and I think it's just the play part of it is so important for kids that's to it. just mm-hmm. go out and play for, for kids. Yes, it's it's the most important thing. And a lot of times parents forget about that, you know, and a lot of time coaches forget about that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we get so into, oh, I want to win this tournament. And then you realize, oh, I'm talking about 10 year old kids. They're here to have why fun. Is it, yeah. Why you are know? you there? So why did you start this? It's it's, um, uh, you know, you, you have to always remember why you're there and what is the main purpose of that, you know? So I love the kids idea. Like, I feel like if, you know, one day I ever own like a CrossFit gym or anything like that, definitely having like a kid's class or like a, a teenage girl's class, because that's like such a yeah. vulnerable mm-hmm. population, you know, like start them young and get that mentality. And like, that would help us change the narrative. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it here. Even just coaching. I coach here at Park West and you'll send some of the soccer kids over to do a CrossFit class. And they're just like mind blown. And it's so cool that they can be really good soccer players, but then come into CrossFit and challenge themselves in a totally different way. And you see them just kind of light up when they start doing new skills or different things that are different than their sport. So we have the new year coming up. So what have some of your goals been for 2018? Like that you've checked off. You still got a few days, right? Like 16, 17. Um, Personally, uh, well, first on on the gym aspect, you know, I wanted to make sure that gym was continuing to serve its purpose, you know, serve the community and um, make sure that we are, 
growing, you know, and getting more people involved again, so we can change people's lives and with the process to make sure the gyms continue to be uh, successful. So definitely hit those goals in, in 2018. Um, you know, and personally with me, it was really just to be able to train injury free and had a little bumps and cuts uh, through the <laughs> some black eyes along, yeah, the, way. Guys along the way but um you know it's, it it's, it's been a great year so i can't complain every monday so what, what about 2019 what are your goals uh goals for 2019 is it's honestly it's the same you know it's to, to continue to um you know grow the gym offering the services that we do you know get more people involved um you know to to continue to make sure that the gym is successful and then personally myself just want to be able to what not get hurt, you know, continue to train, you know, do my thing. So. Talk some people to roll, out. Right? Yeah, continue to roll, yeah. What do you want our listeners to know about you? I'm sorry, what was that? What do you want our listeners to know about you? Um our fans. I think I think right now they know a lot about me. <laughs> Anything um, that we haven't talked about that you definitely want people to know about you or your gym. Um, you know, well, definitely if you're listening to us and if you are in the Charleston area, I think just like me who went to different places and was exposed to different gyms and different uh, communities. Uh, you know, I would like people to, to come in. I invite people to come in and uh, train with us and, um, you know, and experience it, you know, and, uh, and after that, give me the real true feedback and that's how we're going to get better. So I will end on this. Oh, if, wait, uh, tell our followers where you can find us. Oh yeah. First, yeah. Where can you find, find us? You. Find you. Where we can find you. <laughs> yes. Um, so CrossFit Park West. Um, we are in North Mount Pleasant in the Park West community. Um, CrossFitParkWest.com is this way for you to get all the information, phone number, and uh, email address, and, uh, and our physical address. Okay. My last question that I ask everybody, if you had to describe your community in three words, what would they be? Does it have to be a phrase? The three words have to make sense? No, can be no. Three, three and three whatever your heart words. desires, Andre. It's all about <laughs> you. <laughs> um, welcoming. Um, love. Uh, and giving. That's great. Awesome. That. Well, thank you so much, Andre. It's thank been awesome. Guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next box. Next box.